0: RunAsRadio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 744, Deployment and Work from Home with guest Johan Arwidmark, recorded Friday, October 9th, 2020. Run As Radio is produced each week by Sound Thoughts LLC. For more information, visit SoundThoughtsLLC.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell, and thanks for listening to Run As Radio. My guest today is Johan Arwoodmark, who is a technical fellow at Two Pint Software, and he runs DeploymentResearch.com blog and the ViaMonstra video trading platform. And both sites focus on systems management and operations, systems deployment using Configuration Manager, Intune, and the Microsoft Deployment Toolkit. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, great to have you back. And uh, I hope things have been good for you. You know, you and I were road warriors for the longest time, but not the past six months. Oh, I
1: actually, I, I, I I, I, started to work from home mm-hmm. already last year. I Cut down on my travel a little bit, and then of course this Mister COVID hit the world, and just not traveling since at all. <laughs> just yeah,
0: none, none at all. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's been really interesting uh, change, certainly for me and and for many others. And of course, this whole pandemic series has been all the things that we need to do to keep things functioning with uh, with the madness of sending everybody h- home to work and then what our new workspaces look like and, and so on. So I'm glad to have you involved in that, and I'm glad uh, everything's going well in your world. So what have you been working on? Have you uh, uh, had any big changes uh, during this time?
1: Well, last year I, I switched over to uh, 2 Point Software and have been working with them ever since. Mm-hmm. But of course, I can't keep my fingers out of everything else at the same time. So me and my good friend, Michael Nystrom, we've been working on PowerShell deployment extensions to MDT to be able to do stuff like cloud imaging. And this was a work we started already back in 2018. And then it just escalated now when we suddenly needed it, the, the uh the option of imaging machines everywhere they were, even if they were sitting in someone's office at home.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great problem, right? That you, you know, you want to, you're talking about like reverting images, like I want to get you back to a new state or a replacement machine, but not in your presence?
1: Uh, e- either you mess something up or you get a hardware, hard drive replaced or yeah. whatever, or you happen to go to a smaller office uh, to do some work and you need to have a machine deployed or upgraded or whatever it, it needs to be. So it, it's fun to see how not just the, the community, but also Microsoft have evolved so rapidly. Uh, I mean, even they branded the latest version of config manager for the working from home edition. What was sort of the internal? Yeah.
0: That's config amazing. Manager
1: 2006 has been known for that one and they added in tons of stuff and, and already now in, in, and the technical previews, the the more recent ones where you can uh, remotely control machines wherever they are in the world. So not only just manage them, provide applications and deploy updates and whatnot, you can actually remote into and assist as well. And I'm crossing my fingers that this will actually make it into the production build that comes now in 2010. I, I really hope for it, but I, I'm not sure.
0: That's pretty awesome, yeah. though. All right, so this—I mean—it's a great shift and interesting thing. And I—and I'm getting the implication of working through cloud, like you don't want to do these image pushes across your VPN. That would be bad. At the VPN concentrators, are they are pretty
1: heavily loaded. Yeah, as they are. They got
0: enough work to do because
1: they were designed for like 500 people, and now you have 5,000 people using them. So any traffic you can offload. It's usually for the better. And and the CMG with Config Manager, the the Cloud Managed Gateway, already did a good job at that. But the whole trick is to, to split the traffic away. So only the traffic that has to go over VPN goes over VPN, but everything else goes, you know, elsewhere. Right why not use the internet pipe that you have for something good instead of hammering the poor VPN <laughs> router at the office?
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be hammered one way or the other. This is just a, I mean, just from a speed perspective, much less a stress on the gear. So you say this is System Center 2006?
1: So Config Manager 2006, they, they started to put in a lot of work for working from home. For example, they added in, VPN boundaries, so that the platform can automatically detect that you are in a VPN connection and assign different resources, depending on that. Mm-hmm. For example, oh, you're in a VPN. Well, how about you use this server over here instead of this one over here? So that one is loaded in. But in the technical previews that, that they are released monthly in between the production releases, now they added in remote control from from anywhere. So basically uh, Allowing you to use the remote control feature in Config Manager to uh, access the machine remotely uh, to help someone or or whatever.
0: Okay, so it's you know sort of an RDBP equivalent. You like just you're able to grab the desktop and take control of it. Yeah,
1: pretty much, but not no longer. Before it was limited to local premise or on premises only. Sure. Now the technical figure, it's, it's everywhere. Okay. So I'm hoping that will make into the next production release, but. We'll see. Yeah. They need to get it solid you know, and work and test that and all that. Is it,
0: is it routing through Azure to make that work? Is that sort of the endpoint approach or is it just, or would it be through the VPN? Like, how are they making that remote connection to the machine?
1: Oh, and using a cloud management gateway and with config manager, it's actually a paid service in Azure. Okay. So the clients, they talk to an Azure uh, virtual machine or a virtual machine in Azure. And the on-premise Config Manager server is talking to that one as well. Okay. So it becomes like a. And
0: it, and this is a VM I have to set up in Azure. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's it, uh, I mean, it's something you do from the within the Config Manager console. You don't have to create the VM yourself. Okay. It just just does it for you.
0: And it's yeah, it's not rocket science, but it makes perfect sense to use the cloud as the proxy. And again, don't put this traffic. You don't need to put traffic through the VPN. Like all of that pain goes away
1: you don't even need vpn you don't need vpn at all
0: yeah you don't need a vpn involved at all i just like the idea that i'm talking to folks who still don't have their primary workloads on the cloud but they're starting to use the cloud for these admin services for exactly that reason it's like it solves a ton of problems to use the cloud as the proxy for all of that
1: cause the clients are internet connected already right so why not use that
0: yeah yeah take advantage of it well and you're almost certainly got o365 right like you kind of don't have a choice on that anymore so it, it, it's been there.
1: Uh, it's been so weird because all these that that need all of a sudden just came to life with just in a few weeks of 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 time span. Yeah, uh, organizations or IT department claiming no, it's absolutely not possible to get this going. We we cannot have everybody working from home it's not doable yeah. and then like well you have to
0: so yeah it's not optional now go do it uh, okay then <laughs> yeah. well and 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 it's i really feel like this is a one-way trip right that now that now that that bubble's been burst and we are all working from home i don't know how many people are going to go back i mean there is definitely some you know some households I mean, are not well suited to work from home
1: i mean one of my absolute favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. is app F- Poly 13 with you know Tom Hanks and a few others. And there is one episode in in that movie where they figure out they they need to fix the air filters up in the in the shuttle out there. And like, yeah, the problem is the holes that they are like round and our stuff is square. If it was the other way around, I forgot which. But so they basically put all the engineers in a room and they dumped out a box of content on the table and it's like this is what they have. Right. Just fix this. Yeah.
0: Now find a solution, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and this was basically what, what network teams has been doing the past three, four months. Yeah. For example, our company, we, we had for years, the one I joined now, uh, uh, Pixie servers, netbooting servers that worked over internet. But the interest was like, so, so most people, yes, they bought them and they implemented it on-premise instead. Right. Because they, they work there as well. But now in February, March, we start to get like contact after contact. Like, yeah, I need to be able to deploy over internet. Show me how it's done. <laughs> so it's been like crazy four or five months of just doing and, work on that.
0: And this is your Pixie Anywhere product, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, I was aware of this for, for years. I always thought it was cool, but ah, it suddenly hits me. It's like, all of a sudden, this is absolutely essential. Like, is I have machines all over the place, and I need it to work. That's
1: and, and another thing, I was working with. Uh, I actually have really good connection uh, with a guy at HP.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: they sent me a machine for testing, which which they have been working on, where you can do that connection directly from within the BIOS of the computer. Like Macs had to, had this option for years that you can like recover your Mac from from the internet, right? But without needing any special thing at all. Mm -hmm. And the machine I got from HP had the same capability. So when I boot it up, I can just press F11, go to its uh, recovery mode, and it will now contact one of our deployment servers that we have in Azure and just re-image it directly from BIOS. It's like, dang, this is cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are long-term, like, it's easy for us to get trapped in this short-term thing of just get through the pandemic; it'll be over soon. You know, limp your way along. But this is such good long-term capability. We're all better off for being able to do this. And
1: I, I personally think that even once this storm is over, we will not go back to exactly how it was before. It will be different.
0: Yeah, they definitely seeing now this the more and more organizations saying, "Hey, you're going to work from home excellent many days a week and." You know, we want to get together one day a week in, in, in a group, you know, at proper spacing like that, that seems to me more and more the dynamic. I worry for the commercial real estate market. Like, boy, when these leases come up, we're going to be rethinking a lot of space.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Very, very challenging time. So, uh, Configuration manager will basically. So this is still in beta, though, right? Can anybody get these bits, or are they just they've been pretty locked up? Well, so they're
1: publicly available. They just not allowed to be used for production purposes. Okay. And they have a limit on ten clients. So I mean, how much should you be? you see them anyway? But you can test and evaluate, and yeah. that's I highly recommend that spin up a VM or two and start to play around with this because eventually, not every single feature that goes into technical preview. Will eventually make it into the, the real product, right? But most of them
0: are, yeah. And, uh, and the path is clear, right? Like this is going to keep happening. We're going to keep, so it is absolutely worth your time to to experiment and, and get up to speed on this, so that when the time yeah. comes, um, what about MDT in this con in in this situation? Like, do oh, I need to have configuration I, manager? So companies that
1: doesn't have config manager mm-hmm. and still want to do imaging, uh, me and Michael we worked for, we, we got tricked. We got badly tricked by by Michael Nehouse. <laughs> he he wrote up a little framework and said, well, I think it can be done to convert everything in MDT so it runs on PowerShell instead of script. And that way we can support additional scenarios like deployment or the HTTPS. We can do peer-to-peer networking with components from you guys and all that stuff. And it should probably only take four or five weeks to get it going. And me and Michael, we just, all
0: right, let's do this. We're doing it. How long it
1: been? Five months later, <laughs> <laughs> working more or less every night, every weekend, we got it to work. Oh. I was like, okay, you tricked us. But it is up running. It's an open source project.
0: Did you get to like 80% and just hit a wall on something? Like what became hard? It was just
1: that MDT is 35,000 lines of VB script.
0: Oh, it's not like
1: just hitting the convert button. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, oh my God spent so much time on this. Oh uh, And but, but and probably no, we, we have an open source project, so everybody can use it or steal from it or whatever they want to do. But that basically it takes the normal this toolkit and just made it make it cloud aware, cloud imaging. Wow. Um so that's pretty cool.
0: Okay, oh, yeah, no, that's it's huge. Uh so you on GitHub? I just well, I just want to make sure I include Yes.
1: github.com slash friends of MDT.
0: I love it friends of MDT. It's, I completely forgot about the whole idea that, that MDT was written in VB script. I absolutely got chills. Like, oh yeah. Wow. It's probably the biggest piece of, of VB script on the planet now.
1: I think so. I, I've never seen any larger than, than that. And I've seen a lot of scripting in my
0: days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and so, yeah. I mean, it's, what's interesting is if you're willing to do the work, grab the the uh, the project off of uh, GitHub link on link in the show notes, and uh, you can kind of get to work with this. The everything you need is is, is here. So it's just provide a share. Uh, how does this make sense with the cloud as well? Like, how how would I do this? To what, what does it look like to do deployment with this?
1: Well, it's, uh, from the admin point of view, you work with the console like you used to. Mm-hmm. You create your boot images like you used to. You just run a PowerShell script that extends the platform with this additional components. And uh, when you hit F12, you see a different wizard and the sequence will run so as it always does. And just smaller, tighter, limited scenarios, obviously. But if you need to image a machine over internet,
0: it has what you need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll it'll make it work. So in, in this case, am I setting up a file share in in my cloud provider of choice to to host the the images?
1: Yes. It's, uh, well, uh, you need a Windows server. Yeah. In Azure. Mm-hmm. And you need a web server on it. Yeah. Because everything is done through IIS
0: now. Yes. Okay.
1: So no file shares, just just uh, just
0: set up a VM, set up IIS,
1: the web server. Yeah.
0: This is not rocket science. Oh. This and,
1: and we have. We provide scripts to configure the whole thing, so you can run a single script and it just takes the Azure VM and, and converts it into an imaging server.
0: That's awesome! Yeah, that's pretty. It's powerful. Takes twenty
1: minutes to run the script, but yeah,
0: <laughs> it sounds like a lot of PowerShell.
1: A lot of PowerShell. <laughs> five thousand line only. But only still. five
0: thousand lines. Okay, from thirty-five thousand lines of VBScript because piping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, usually in script you have like. 20 lines of code to do like what one line in PowerShell can do.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And Johan, I got to interrupt for one moment for this very important message. Woohoo, you've got your Windows 10 machines deployed using MDT or Autopilot. Now what? Security. Security is the most important thing you can do to keep your company alive. But are you doing everything you can for your remote users? A recent survey showed that over 50% of businesses still have users with local admin rights. Stop them from running with the scissors and take away those admin rights. But when you do, how will you re-enable these work-from-home users to install their own printers and fonts, install some of their own applications, and bypass pesky UAC prompts from older apps? If you've got hundreds or thousands of desktops to manage, you're going to love the superpowers of Policypack. Elevate standard user rights when needed, block malware and unknownware, and get out of the local admin business. PolicyPack works with both domain-joined and non-domain-joined machines. If you're letting users run local admin rights, then it's time to get secure. Check out PolicyPack at PolicyPack.com for real-world problem-solving demos, plus a way to try it for yourself. As a bonus, join Jeremy Moskowitz and I at a live one-day event entitled PolicyPack Lockdown 2020. Register for your limited live event seat. Come to policypack.com slash lockdown. That's policypack.com slash lockdown for your seat on November 19th. And I'll see you there. And we're back. It's Run As Radio. I'm Richard Campbell, and that's Johan Arwood. Mark, we're talking a little bit about this whole problem of the deployment with work from home. And, uh, both options for configuration manager folks and the the wizards therein to be able to deploy over the cloud and not stress the VPN, and also the friends of MDT repository on GitHub and this PowerShell deployment extension kit for uh, the Microsoft Deployment Toolkit. Great, yeah, I mean these are these are all of the things. So where do you fit something like Autopilot into this equation? Is that just for new machines? Well, here's the deal with autopilot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think
1: it's deployment. Right. It, it's far from it. It's just a technology to put machines under management. Right. That's what it's for. Someone better put windows on that box, or autopilot's gonna work very bad. But <laughs> so someone is gonna be either the vendor like HP, Dell, Lenovo. Um, or it's going to be a service provider that works on behalf of the vendor, or it's going to be the customer themselves that deploys the machines that will be autopilot right. eventually. But, for example, what you can do these days, uh, already now in Config Manager, is that you can image a machine over Internet and have it come up in such a way in autopilot so it continues to launch another sequence that we install applications and apply settings or whatever you need it to do. So that's already in there. And, and even when you image for, through, uh, MDT, you can create your sequences in such a way. So you image a machine, walk away. The next time you go back to the machine, it's in that autopilot state, right? Where it's been automatically re-registered in, in the backend in Intune and all that stuff. So the user just type in his or her, you know, username and password and. 15 minutes later, it's done for them. It's completed. They are logged in. They have their OneDrive starting to sync. They have the application and Intune policies that are coming down. So it's at that point, it's fully managed. Right. It's, You're just changing when you deploy it. The I normal it. autopilot is that you order a machine from, say, HP. And right. They will register it to your organization on your behalf, and then they will ship it out to you. So they obviously deploy it in their factories, then ship it, and then you unbox it.
0: Uh, So typically HP would have already put the OS on it, but Autopilot also gives it the information to connect to my network. And then I'm still, now I'm still going through the deployment process of pushing the Office 365 stuff onto it and my apps and so on. So it's got a head start, but the the main thing that Autopilot is doing for me is just automating the connecting to my tenant.
1: to make it manageable and and rolled into Intune and all that fun stuff. But these days through the cloud imaging deployment options that are available, you have a second option mm-hmm. to deal with this. You can actually hit F12 or enter to, to pixel boot the device that will not only image it, but also put it in a state. So it already is, uh, becomes manageable. Become, so yeah. you, you become the OEM
0: effectively. Yeah. It sounds like it, but it, it using this. Pixie boot over the internet capability.
1: Yeah, or you boot from the USB stick, or whatever yeah. you prefer to boot from, or you boot from from BIOS directly from vendors that support booting from BIOS. And, right. Uh, this is all part of UEFI and and later versions of UEFI, and I, I, more and more vendors are are uh, putting that capability in directly into device.
0: Yeah. No, I think that that that's an interesting. Point the easier, and you know the conversations I'm having with IT folks is like, I don't want to have to land the machine in the office and do work on it, and then send it out to the worker. I want to be able to direct ship to the worker, and they have a shot to do it. But I see that as perfectly acceptable that I have an autopilot deal, or I send them a USB key. That's super legit in my mind. It's way easier to sh- quick ship a USB key, and it's like when the machine arrives, plug it in, stick this USB key in, turn it on. Go have a coffee.
1: But the trick to the USB stick, in, in, in my opinion, is that it should be the kind that is fairly thin, that only has Windows P on it. The right. Only, the, the, the tiny OS just to get the stuff going. And then all the drivers and applications and images are coming down from the cloud. Right. Instead of putting everything in a thicker or a big USB stick. Right. Because they are so hard to keep up to date.
0: Yeah, well... You're, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's like all that is is enough boot information to and credentials to get them connected to get current stuff. You don't want to have to reship that USB key yeah. or, or even up, really update that USB key. It, it, it should so be both, evergreen.
1: Yeah, so, so both MPT with the PowerShell extension and the latest technical preview Config Manager, both supports that you have a tiny USB stick that you just use to jumpstart the process And then every content is either coming down from a regular Azure VM or from the cloud management gateway virtual machine that that Microsoft provides.
0: Right. Okay.
1: What what I've been working heavily lately is to reduce the cost through clever use of peer-to-peer. So say that you need to image two machines. Right normally you have to pay $0.40 cents for each image because it's about $0.40 cents to get a 5, 6 gig image down from Azure. Right. But the second computer actually pulled the content
0: from the first one. Right, so that very bittorrent you're, you're talking about there.
1: It's very much like BitTorrent. Yeah, yeah. Using caching Windows 10 for it, so.
0: Well, and it's because it's 99% the same bits, right? There's going to be a, just a couple of things that are different. So why are we hauling the... I mean, it's just also an inefficient use of bandwidth in general. Like, I think, mean, yeah, we, we're still, too. Yeah. I mean, when everybody was in our office, the, uh, and the out, uh, the, our external bandwidth was quite constrained. We have a lot of machines there, but most work from homers these days, at least have pretty good bandwidth. You might as well take advantage of that rather than hauling down from a central point over and over again to try and do a little peer to peer work. It'd be smart.
1: But when you can. It's, it's clever, but it's, it's not for everybody, of course, because you, you need to have kind of more than one machine for peer to peer to.
0: Be yeah well i would argue even two is really not all that advantageous but i do think about an it friend of mine who's doing you know rollouts of a dozen or 20 machines at a time the real question is can you get them all to more or less turn them on the same time that that, uh, that they all then can, can lean on each other to get patched up
1: i mean branch cache is pretty clever in how it's finding content if it- it can only find like just a few blocks of a file. If it finds that from a friend over here, yeah. it'll grab it from that friend over there.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, we've known the peer-to-peer, the BitTorrent stuff for a long time. It's impressive when it works well. You know, like it's extraordinary. If, a f- if you're getting a few different sources all at once, you can move a lot of data very quickly. Everybody helps each other essentially.
1: Yeah. And many years ago, I actually had a customer, uh, that, that I worked with, that they were using the real BitTorrent internally for image. I was like, that was pretty clever, but since Microsoft now have it all built in, it's yeah. like, nah, I, I wouldn't go that route.
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the BitTorrent protocol. It's just what it got used for, like most things, right? It can. I got a bad rap. There. It did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the early days of making podcasts, in the early aughts when we were doing this, when bandwidth was so expensive, we started using BitTorrent for for distributing the show because it, it all landed yeah. at once many people wanted you know everyone was on rss so you could pick it up all at once and the peer-to-peer made a huge difference for our bandwidth bill and people got the show faster but yeah, yeah eventually it gets you know talk about a blocked protocol you know they yeah. pretty quickly became a, it became impossible because you just weren't allowed to down, use those they use those ports at all so yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with the tech, especially if we start hauling around bigger things. And but I also think, and again, we're just barely getting our head around this. We actually have more bandwidth at our disposal now when people are working from home. And how do you know? How do we use that uh, actually well? So, uh, do you have any? We don't know exactly when all this stuff for configuration manager will ship. Right? They're just in preview, and preview, and preview for a while.
1: Some of the stuff is in 2006, for example. You can. Run sequences and they can pull content of the cmd in 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 two thousand six. But it still requires an initial hello and welcome to an on-premise resource, and that's what they're fixing the technical preview right now. So I'm crossing my fingers that the the twenty ten release which is coming out hopefully now in November. Uh, they're almost like a month behind on that uh, from the name. Yeah, so we'll see.
0: I- I'm always we'll I'm see. impressed with how rapidly Configuration Manager iterates. Like they they. They've been moving pretty quickly. Like, they talk about... That
1: team is downright amazing. Yeah. Like, hands, wow. <laughs> it's
0: it, it's different Different teams at Microsoft embrace this new world differently. And some teams, you know, that this has really worked out for them well. And and they've just certainly gotten that model of, are you a current branch sort of person or do you want the long-term version? Like, you know, just recognizing that different organizations function uh, with changes differently. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah, I like it. It's 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 exciting, and it keeps the product relevant. It's a problem that it's overlapping with the current years. Right? You say twenty ten, I'm like, what? That old version? What? No, 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 no. It's the version number twenty ten. Like, yeah. th- it'll be better when it's in the three thousands. We'll be okay. Right? But right now, the numbers are right on top of the years. You're like, I need that old version of config, man. Why do I need that?
1: I guess there was a reason I changed the naming convention again after 20H1 and 20H2 for Windows 10 and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Well, you know, the, w- in some ways, the, the pressure on Windows is to go the other way. It's like, listen, we just need you to be stable. You don't need to ship this often. You know, the, it's, it's a funny dynamic. It's almost like it's, it's become plumbing the same way we don't really look for BIOSes in, in UFI to rev that often. Because it's not, that's not a feature for us. Just make it work. Windows seems to be there. But Config Man, getting these new... The fact that we've been able to respond to this push to work from home has been uh, really powerful. I love it, yeah. Doing any online events? Where can people see you these days, Johan? I've
1: been, uh, we have a use group meeting coming up on, on November 12th. I'm not sure when this one will be broadcasted, but we always can see the recordings, etc. Yeah. Uh, me and Michael are doing a cloud imaging day. Uh, for one of the user groups. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be fun, but I don't know. I've been presenting in a few user group meetings and I expect that I will continue to do that o- over the next twelve months, but I, I don't think that will be any like major conferences going on that I will attend. Maybe the one in Ignite in March, Ignite 2021. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, still going to be an online event. Like Microsoft said, online only for this whole fiscal year, which li- goes through to at least June.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's already announced to be online. i just not sure if I'll speak at that event actually or not.
0: get involved. Uh,
1: yeah. I this plug, of course, you can attend our online trainings. They of have course. We every month. Yeah. Four or five day classes,
0: but and i'm sure those have been busy cuz everybody's been very focused on deployment these days. It's fun. <laughs> it's good it's a good thing really. And uh you know we we're amongst the folks that we have been helping helping to you know keep people functioning during the pandemic. So uh i only got busier i'm sure you did too.
1: I have done recently a, a ton of blog posts on deploymentresearch.com. so if you people want to read up on, on the latest and greatest in terms of cloud imaging it's it's all there yeah
0: a ton yeah. of them and a great place to read well, well worth putting your time into i i tweet them out every so often under the run as banner because they're smart to they help us understand what doing
1: thank you, sir appreciate it
0: uh johan always fun to talk to you thanks very much for coming back and thanks for all your help with this you're making our lives better thank you sir and we'll talk to you next time on run as radio